Hello everybody, welcome back to the Archie Sonic Digest, the only show where you can see a man's progressive descent into insanity as a direct result of Sonic the Hedgehog. And of course, it's also the show where I drag innocent people from their daily lives to be forced to endure the madness that is Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog. And wouldn't you know it, today's friend is alleged comedian Asterios Kokonos. Hello, my friend. Yo, what's up? Hey guys, I'm back. Alright, last time... I made a mistake on this show, which is I tried to understand things. <laughs> this time, I'm just going to let the crap wash over me. Transport me to, the, to a poorly printed 90s comics wonderland. Take me there. Well, to do that, we first must understand the mind of one Ken Penders, which our friend Asterios has been trying to do in the form of goading the man on Twitter. I have been talking to Ken because I see a lot of... And look, some people call it cyberbullying. <laughs> I don't like that term. I'm having a dialogue with him because I see a lot of myself in him. He can't stop talking about his lawsuit against Archie Comics. And every time Trump screws up, he's like... This Trump screw-up is exactly the same as what Archie did to me when they tried to steal my Knuckles comics. And I'm like, yo, that's super insulting to the, like, immigrants he's hurt. And, like, the trans people who he fired from the military. Like, this is super insulting to, like, the... To all the black people he's insulted. <laughs> like, to, like, equate Trumpism to... I don't know, Archie Comics not wanting to pay an annoying guy. And look, I'm 100% positive that Ken Penders is legally in the right. My guess is that Archie was just like, yeah, we just don't like him. That's why we're not paying him. <laughs> it's a long story that I will get into uh, in the future, but uh, not not too far off in my opinion. Yeah, that's I, I knew off. it. There's <laughs> something very spiteful about it. <laughs> like Archie, it's like what is this guy asking for? This guy's asking for like the rights to like a bunch of stupid comics no one cares about. It's like, like at that point, just like give him the rights. Who fucking yes, cares? Who cares? But they're, just, but they're just like yeah, but yeah, but remember the time he came to my remember the time he came to the that Archie fiftieth anniversary party and he kept saying that the cake tasted like ass. He really bugs us. So, without further ado, let's go into our first comic. The convenient Sonic Super Special number 14, Sonic Stew, which has nothing to do with anything, so I'm gonna go just blaze into this as fast as I can. The first story is a parody of Ally McBeal, which I'm sure the 10-year-olds reading this comic appreciated at that time. I... 
Okay, is there a dancing baby in it? No. So there's not a dancing baby uh, hedgehog. No. That that represents Sally Acorn's biological clock. Okay. No. Okay. Is there a unisex bathroom? <laughs> there were no bathrooms featured in the story. Okay. Well, no wonder it didn't sell well. <laughs> These furries love their love that stuff. I I just saw some R and Gina commercials that are going to give me nightmares for the rest of my life. Um. Okay. Uh, how is this an Ally McBeal? <laughs> uh, because Sonic is transported into an alternate dimension, into a city called Ligata Ligatop. I'm gonna fuck this up. Ligatopolis. There we like go. Like the city of litigiousness. Yep, exactly. So he's transported to that alternate dimension, and since he did nothing wrong, but is like, no, fuck you. Uh, you did uh big wrongs here. You did like infinite crimes, so you're going to infinite prison. Is this a direct attack on the lawsuit he's in? No, this was like in 2001. No, 2000. I don't know when he was sued. I don't, all I know is I see this guy on Twitter and he really bothers me. <laughs> Sonic's been accused by the judge. Acronym for Judgmental Unrelenting Digitized Government Enforcer. He has Robotnik's face. That's all. That's it. And Sonic's defense attorney is Sally McAcorn. So th this is in an... Uh, is this is an alternate dimension. Yes. Okay. How did Sonic get there again? Uh, he just got yeeted there. They just government enforcers from another dimension crossed a portal into Mobius Prime when you grabbed him and dragged him through the portal. Okay. Okay. So, so it's which, in my opinion, is a severe human rights violation. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like. I mean, it's 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 like okay, uh, some kind of some kind of parallel universe cops fucking busted him. Okay, that's fine. All right, yeah, whatever. So, uh, sure, what whatever. That's Sonic fine. tries to escape from jail, but uh, that only makes the problems worse. And Sally goes, "Hey, uh, we had video evidence of your uh, evil twin from another dimension that was causing this havoc and putting the blame on you. This would have exonerated you if you didn't try to escape, you fucking idiot." And then Sonic has the giga brain thought of, "Hey, has anybody ever tried to turn this thing off?" And Sally goes like, "Well, yeah, of course, but like no one ever like has. It's, they're too afraid of the law to try to do so." And Sonic is like, "Well, it's a computer, so what if I just try to do like infinite crimes and overload it?" Sally goes, "That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. What is wrong with you?" And Sonic proceeds to do that exactly. He commits two thousand crimes in the span of an hour, and Judge explodes, and Sonic gets to go home. I apologize for saying that Knuckles was the most based. Actually, Sonic, that is the... Ken Penders wrote this? Uh, no, actually. Uh... There you go! <laughs> I knew there was a reason I like... I Listen, no joke, listeners. I was just mousing over my Twitter tab. I was about to tweet at Ken Penders. This is a cool story. The solution to a problem being to commit crimes at super speed? That's really funny it is That's it's really hilarious good. yes get that tab back open because this uh, story was written by ken penders uh, Knuckles, the best of times, the worst of times. Wait, that's it? That's the whole story? Yeah, that's it. Sonic gets to go home. How does he go? He just he gets dragged in by a universal cop that looks exactly like him called Zonic. Z Zonic with a Z. Zonic. Zonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay, sure. No, what? It Whatever, yeah. Technically, his title is Zonic the Zone Cop. That's important. But Zonic the Zone Cop is evil? No, he's, like, neutral. He's a cop. 
Just so wait, so th- this so enforces an, the law. So there's an evil Sonic, a neutral Sonic, <laughs> and a good Sonic. Do we ever meet the evil doppelganger Sonic that committed the crimes that Sally McCorn? Oh yeah, we've already met him. We know who he is. Is it Metal Sonic? No, it's an evil version of Sonic from a mirror dimension. Like, think the mirror zone from Star Trek. Does he have a goatee? And no. I, by the way, he just has like question. Uh, okay. He does not have a goatee. He just has like a leather jacket, leather boots, and shades. And even cooler, so my erection is <laughs> rock hard right now. Okay, keep. What's that guy's name? Zonic? Tronic? Uh, no, he's just called evil. He's just called evil Sonic or anti Sonic. Okay. Evil Sonic, check. Please continue. So that's the end of that story. Ken Penders wrote this next one. Uh, the best of times, the worst of times. Ba- so basically, this story kind of starts on Media Res with Knuckles literally going, Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> Flashes back to the wedding of his mother, Laura Lee, her partner, Windmacer. They, they celebrate, have good time, they leave, and after the ceremony, they're introduced by the uh, head echidna cop, uh, where is his name, Remington. He introduces his partner, Komiko. By the way, she never talks, she's literally just an accessory to Remington, Ken Pender's classic, this is extremely common for him. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Remington gets a call from the Guardians, asks him, saying like, hey bro, there's gonna be some shit going down, we're, we're gonna need you. Says so like, alright, whatever. We shift to the Guardians in their base, Haven as it's called. Locke walks in to see uh, one Grandfather Matthias who has not been around because he detached his soul from the mortal realm and lives in this weird plane where he can feel energy super well. And says, my realm has gotten a disturbance. Uh, Dimitri is going to attack. I'm going to rally you guys. Let's get the troops ready. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Knuckles is having a break with him and the Chaotix and uh, his love interest, Julie Sue. They're horseback riding, having a fun time, as it is. And Remington uh, gets a- ushered a cab by this dingo, who, by the way, I forgot to mention that there is an explicit race war going between the dingoes and the echidnas. Don't worry about it. That's not important right now. But uh, maybe it is important because uh, he says, ding- uh, Harry, the cab driver, who's a dingo, says to Remington, oh, by the way, the dingoes are planning a protest coming up soon so you know keep an eye out but it doesn't really matter because when knuckles and the chaotics arrive at the grand conservatory which is some echidna ruins they want to get the jump on dimitri and the dark legion who they got a report was there doesn't it it, it works out well because they cause a chain reaction explosion to bury the dark legion that was already in there to cause the building to collapse on top of them now listeners you'll notice i'm just going along with it Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh 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 but it uh, doesn't really work. Uh, some other Legionnaires come out. They kidnap Julie Sue because she was formerly a Legionnaire that defected. Important to know. And just taken away. While all that happened, the Guardian Hawking Knuckles' I think eight times great-grandfather who's on life support sees the ghost of Stephen Wolf, the second Guardian, who literally just says, Hawking, it's time. To which Hawking's soul leaves his body. And the last thing we see is his limp arm. So the so Knuckles' mom is in a coma, and his granddad is also in a coma. No, no, Knuckles' mom is fine. She just got married. They're on. They're on their way to their honeymoon. Who's that queen? Oh no! So Sally's mom is in a coma. Yes. And Knuckles' grandpa is in a coma. Yes. A lot of comas. Okay. Well, now he's dead. So yeah. Oh God! (laughs) 
On the Legionnaire ship, Julie Sue's brought in. She's then meet to have quality time with her half-sister. It's a long story. We'll get to that when we get to that. But they throw her into a jail cell with her adoptive parents. And upon seeing this, the Legionnaire activates their quantum beam onto the floating island. This is where time catches up. Knuckles is launched off the floating island. He's knocked out cold and is only, uh... He's in the ocean, but he's, like, waiting on top of scrap metal on top of it. He's, he's knocked out cold. But this story will carry us on into Sonic number 88, the next uh, issue we're going to be covering. Asterios, you got thoughts? Yeah, who the fuck are the Legion again? You keep talking about Legion, and I, 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 I was hoping you would just at some point stop. But, like, <laughs> no, right. you keep mentioning the Legion. Who's in the Legion? The Dark Legion. The Dark Legion was... Uh, the Legion that was run by Dimitri slash Enerjack. Their goal is to, like, restore technology into uh, Echidna society because they removed that during their time. They, they thought now it caused too many problems. Now, they're called the Dark Legion. Yes. Which makes you think that they're bad guys. But is it actually a thing where, like, well, no, it's the... that we're trying to turn the lights back on. Yep. Okay, and, it turn, and the, the Dark Legion is actually cool and nice. No, they're, they're like explicit fascists. That's a very on-the-nose name for this Legion. You know, they don't think... No one calls himself the bad guy, the bad guy uh, a gang. They, they should, if anything, they should be calling themselves the Light Legion because they're trying to turn the lights back on. True, very true. Okay, all right, look, I'm glad we agree. Please keep going. Sonic number 88... Now, uh, written by Carl Bowler's The Other Guy, as far as Ken Penders is concerned. The Freedom Fighters return to the Great Forest from Station Square right off the heels of the Sonic Adventure stuff. Immediately, they see the King leading a group of Mobians to battle. Man's got, like, a sword in hand, armor clad, leading the troops. Sally's like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? And her dad says, like, yeah, your brother was kidnapped by Eggman, and, he's, and we're going to storm Robotropolis to get him back. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay, I like this. Max also says that uh, the queen's health condition worsened, and the reason why her brother Elias snuck into Robotropolis was to get the miracle cure to help him. He gave it to Mina before he was captured by Eggman. The vial ended up being used to Alicia, and she's in intensive surgery right at this moment. And naturally, Sally's upset that she's getting all this information at once, Stores back home. <laughs> Sonic tries to follow her, but uh, stopped by Jeffrey. You remember Jeffrey, the head of the of the King's Secret Service? He's a real legit yes! guy now. I remember because because Je Jeffrey was like the the Baxter in in the relationship between Sonic and some other girl, Sally. Yep, right? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Love okay, triangle. Okay. Yep. Yep. You got it. You got okay. it. You got it. Love triangle. Love triangle. Love triangle. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Jeffrey stops and says, "Okay, Sonic, listen. We need you for the mission, but like." Come on, dude. Sonic reluctantly agrees to this, and we see inside Robotropolis, Elias is met with uh, Uncle Chuck, who was recommissioned, I suppose is the best way you could put it, saying he's more than willing to just roboticize him. Now, back in Knothole, you see how we're jumping back and forth? That's because uh, the writing here isn't very good. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I do. I, that is... Absolutely true. We can both agree on that. Antoine, he's decommissioned from the Freedom Fighters because of his injury. Sonic quickly goes back to say hello to his parents as Jeffrey props into the window, says, hey, dude, like, are, are you guys ready to go? You and Tails? And then they leave, but are stopped by Amy saying Sally's in the med lab and needs both him and Jeffrey like right now. 
And she's obviously under distress seeing her mom in her condition. So she charges Sonic with protecting the king as his priority run. Jeffries is to rescue Elias as his priority run. Sonic and the king lead the army into Robotropolis, alerting Chuck to send in shadow bots to their entry point and immediately orders Elias into the roboticizer. Now back in Knothole, mm-hmm. Antoine and Bunny request to go to Mercia by Sally where Antoine's father is as Eggman's roboticized servant to confront them and see what they can do about it. And Amy offers to go with them, considering that she was born there and her cousin Rob is still there. She reluctantly agrees to allow Amy to go on and leaves. Back in Robotropolis, Sonic confronts his uncle, but is blindsided by his roboticized dog, Mutsky, who attacks him. The king charges in in the chaos, being supported by Jeffrey hitting Chuck with an arrow at his circuitry, and the king swings the sword of acorns at Chuck and Mutsky, which restore the their so- free will. The sword of acorns. That's you what say. it's called. Okay, now has magical of, properties. Does it look like a big acorn? Or I is wish. It made of hundreds of acorns. Wait, so wait, their last name is just Acorn. Yes. Do they also eat acorns? Well, they're chipmunks, so I assume so. But do we see them eat acorns? We never see them. No. no we no. never see them eat acorns. No. Really. I don't think so. Maybe if it is, it's just like a little side panel. I don't know. Okay. Now I want to jump back. Look, as long as I've interrupted you, I'll interrupt you again. Earlier you were like, as long as Sonic's home, he's going to visit his parents. Yes. Tell me about Sonic the Hedgehog's parents. Are they super fast? Nope. Sonic can just do that. It's not the shoes? It's not the shoes. He can just do it. But what happens when he smashes open a TV that has shoes in it? Goes faster. Breaks his speed cap. Can anybody smash that TV and get those shoes? Yeah. Who's putting those TVs everywhere? Good question. Okay. Tell me about Mr. and Mrs. Hedgehog. They're sweethearts from the Great War. That's what it is. The Great War between Mobians and Overlanders. There's more than one race war in this comic, Asterios. I'm sensing there's a lot of fucking epic goddamn conflicts in in these comics and in that cartoon that was on abc saturday morning can't can't they just run around making friends with animals and smashing tvs what the fuck that sounds like a great saturday (laughs) all right keep it rolling so uh sort of acorns this manages to restore their free will for what seems to be like a a quick moment but a shadow box activates a trip wall and takes them away sonic is like desperately trying to get them back but jeffrey pries him away demanding him to take King Max to get medical help. And back in Knothole, uh, the doctor, his name is Dr. Quack, by the way, the pun is not lost on anybody, mm-hmm. tells Sally that the surgery was complete, but before we can know if it was a success, Sonic walks in, the king out cold in his arms, asking for help. That's where that story finishes. And in the Knuckles story, picking up where we left off, uh, Knuckles wakes up on the floating island, or on the floating metal debris, He can't see the floating island. He has no idea what to do now. As an apparition of his great-grandfather, Athair appears before him, saying, My son, the answers can be found in Albion, and the guide will take him, Robbo the Hedge. Robbo the Hedge? That's Amy's cousin. Is Amy a hedgehog? Yes. Robbo? Is it a robot hedgehog? No. She's supposed to be like a, a knockoff of Robin Hood. Thank you. I never, I swear to God, I never would have gotten that. But if I'd seen the art, is he wearing a little green felt hat with a... No, he has a green hood. 
His green hood? Okay. Does he use like a crossbow? Yes. Is the crossbow cool? Yeah, standard crossbow. He also speaks in like this weird like middle English accent where you're like, you can understand what he's saying, but it's like, why are you talking like this? Nobody else talks like that. He's the only one even in his like little sphere of influence that talks like that. I just want to jump back and point out that it was a trick question. All crossbows are cool. Oh, and shit. listeners, and listeners, real talk. If you can think of a crossbow that is not awesome, put it in the comments or email it to this show somehow. I don't think it exists. <laughs> After that message, Athair vanishes, says, Knuckle, Knuckles, you have the means to, to go where you need to go. To which Knuckles pulls out a hammer space, the guiding star gem that he got a while ago, and it just... Takes him all the way to Marseille. And we see Rob with his wife, Marianne, and their kid. By the way, uh, his wife... Remember, Rob's a hedgehog. His wife is an echidna. They have a little baby boy that looks exactly like an echidna. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I've mentioned this before, but I think this is crucial information. Mobians can crossbreed. However, 99% of the time, they'll be twins with aspects of both parents in each other. One kid will look like one parent, the other will look like one. This is literally the only single time where we see a singular crossbreed Mobian. Well, I mean, isn't there a very good explanation for that? No. Yes, there is, which is... Uh... Who cares? <laughs> no, I care. <laughs> I care. It's like she uh, she cheated on this guy. This guy's like not the dad. Ooh, oh, sh oh. I mean, oh, right? God. Oh, God. Like that's oh, no. right? Uh -oh. I mean, that not that the literally the only... Remove jokes from the equation. Doesn't that make sense? It makes if a little too much sense. True, it's a little too much sense. If, if, like a, if a fucking chipmunk screws a hedgehog, they have a chip hog, right? No. They don't have a hedgemunk? No. No. <laughs> Two kids, one would look like Sonic, the other would look like Sally. Oh. Well then, listeners, I wasted your time. Please continue. Rob sees the shadow, which says he looks like the High Sheriff of Snottingham. Ugh. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It's a kid's comic. I'm not going to get too upset about it. Uh, he shoots on sight, but it turns out to be Antoine, with Bunny and Amy not far behind. They shout for him to stop. Rob does not recognize Amy because, remember, she got a redesign in Sonic Adventure, so he doesn't, doesn't recognize her. He accuses Antoine of witching her since he looks so much like the High Sheriff, he has no trust in him. And right there, that's where Knuckles comes in to vouch for all of them, saying that, listen, all of our answers can be found in Albion, so who's with me? And that's where that story ends. That's where Sonic number 88 ends. A lot of running around and not much, much being accomplished here. Have you that, noticed that? That's that's Ken Penders for you. That's how the Knuckles comics were. Protect this guy. Get this crystal here. Get this scepter there. It's like, where, where are moments where these characters just sit down and get to know each other? Relationships are deepened. Where are the little moments that make a bigger world bigger? That's all the Knuckles comics were. Just a lot of talking, not a lot of action. In fact, there was mm -hmm. one arc... Two comics were of the Knuckles comics had an ongoing story, and then it immediately interjected to a Sonic comic where that all the action was there, and then it immediately cuts back to the Knuckles comic where they just have the interrelationship stuff. That Knuckles is the most action fucking packed character. The first time we see him, he literally flies through a wall made of rocks, spinning on his own dreads. Like this guy, 
This guy shoots first and asks questions later. Why is he getting all the talky bullshit? You know, that's an excellent question. Maybe you should tweet at Ken Penders and ask him about that. No. No, I have to. You tweeted that guy too much. He'll sue the fuck out of you, fam. I'm just letting... <laughs> it's like, you gotta be careful with Ken. You gotta be careful with Ken Penders. He has he has nothing to do and apparently a lot of Archie Comics' money in some kind of weird settlement. Indeed. So let's move on to Sonic number 89. Picking up where we left off, King Max, he's rushed into surgery. And Sally is obviously upset that Sonic let this happen. Elias goes to comfort his sister. Back in Robotropolis, Eggman returns to his lab and is sees it trash, suspecting that it was Sonic who was here. And then back in Knothole, Jeffrey returns the Sword of Acorns and Sonic talks with Rosie, who is like Sally's caretaker and is in charge of the local uh, uh, orphanage. She says Sally acted out just because she's under, you know, so much pressure from her upbringing, having to rule the kingdom. It, it's hard on her, Sonic. It's hard on her. Give some sympathy here. And at that moment, they run into Mina, who's taking care of Rosie's kids. And Elias talks out with Sally over the issues that she's feeling at hand and just asks, hey, why did you take your anger out on Sonic? She says it's because, well, Sonic left Dad's side. And Elias says, yeah, he did, but I was there. I saw what happened. He did it to save himself. He, Or, well, to, yeah, to save me, Elias. That's what he meant. And causes... And I guess when that comes out, Sally kind of snaps out of it. It's not really clear. It's just like that one panel with like an like the light bulb face. <laughs> okay. And then meanwhile, uh, Sonic's parents are comforting him over the mission. They're happy to have him back. His mom's cooking for him. Normal family stuff. Sonic confides in his dad. Says, Dad, listen, like, I know I act out a lot. I know I'm like too much of a loose cannon. I just wish that Uncle Chuck was here. He had all the answers. And then back uh, to Robotropolis, Eggman reviews the video of the king storming his lab and sees that the Sword of Acorns was able to restore Chuck and Mutsky's free will, temporarily as far as he thinks, and demands his Shadowbots to find the weapon at once. And then back at Sonic's home, he and Tails are going back and forth thinking, hey, the, the sword might be able to restore the free will of the Robians, which we've expressed like... Six times in this one comic alone? I th I think I get it. I, I know I have one singular brain cell, but I get it. I, I just, I have a, I'm sorry. We, we just sped past something. I thought Dr. Robotnik died in some sort of Chaos Emerald explosion. Oh yeah, this is an alternate future, uh, alternate universe Robotnik who came back to fuck with Sonic because he was bored. Okay, okay. How is alternate universe Robotnik different from the Robotnik we know? Does he have like a half robot face? Does he have a robot peg leg? Originally he was like totally roboticized. Totally roboticized. Okay. And then the satellite he was living on got nuked but he managed to upload his consciousness into the cloud and downloaded it into a new body which happens to look like the redesigned Eggman from Sonic Adventure. Now um now this seems like a real, in case I'm out of ideas, break glass moment. Like, you just killed Dr. Oponik. You just killed him. This is the time to expand your rogues gallery and explore other villains, yes? Well, that is what they did. It went from, like, issue 50, killed Robotnik, and then issue 75, he was officially brought back. As an alternate dimension man? Yes. That's still not a 25 comics is... 
It's not. You should bring it back for issue 100. Like, hmm. although I guess 25 comics is two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess two years is fine. But in that case, like, then just bring back the real Robotnik if it's been two years. Why are you going to all this trouble? Oh, no, like, like Robotnik, remember, Robotnik got Giga Nuke. There's no way he can come back. They kind of wrote themselves into a corner there. No, there's not. The Giga, Nuke, the Giga Nuke opened a portal to an alternate dimension that he was stranded on for two years, and he like had to live on rock slime and snails, but he managed to cobble together enough sticks and ropes to make a, t- a machine to get back to the prime dimension. Like, it's, that's, that's always what happens when a bad guy dies in an explosion. Fair enough. Okay, well, all right, keep going. So, all right, so no, no, one more question about uh, about evil alternate dimension Robotnik. Do they refer to him as like Robotnik Two or they called him Robo Robotnik, but now they just refer to him as Eggman, not Eggbot, just Eggman. Are they doing this just because they're like, you know, uh, kids will <laughs> kids will probably be confused. Why don't we put this robot Eggman from an alternate dimension in a skin that looks like the Eggman from the video games? And why don't we just call him Eggman? Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it went down. All right. Let's keep going. Sonic's mom made chili dogs for the both of them for breakfast. As uh, Mina walks by their, the house, she smells the chili dogs and just misses her family. And she is seething with rage, saying it's Eggman's fault that my family is gone. Yeah, it is. Later that day, Sonic rushes into the royal repository. He only looks at the Sword of Acorns, as Sally and Elias are called to their parents. They're out of surgery. They walk in. They see both their parents in their cots. The king awakened fine. The queen's still asleep. But they notice, or the king notices, that the queen squeezes his hand, and she wakes up. She's inside of her entire family as Sonic rushes out of Knothole with the Sword of Acorns in hand. End of that story. All right. So now it's like, oh, shit. Has Sonic turned heel? Did Sonic steal a sword? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the sword literally has the Acorns family last name on it. And I'm guessing this is going to turn out to be like a robot Sonic or a clone or some stupid uh, dumb bullshit for babies. Good guesses. Good guesses. Uh, Let's keep going. The knuckle story of this comic. They're rowing to Albion. The counselors of the place see them coming ashore. They're like, yo, everything was in place until now. Rob was the their agent in Mercea. Knuckles brought back the Lost Tribe. Everything's good. So Mm -hmm. they wait ashore. Rob mentions that the last time he met Knuckles was when the last time they saw the sheriff to Antoine's dismay. Mm-hmm. As Knuckles runs into Galana, the head of Albion, and she leads them to a space of hospitality. And at that point, Knuckles runs into Yanar, who's the former leader of the Lost Tribe, who hoped for Knuckles' safety after they heard of what happened to the floating island. And Knuckles is pissed because he realized, hey, you knew that my whole family and everything I've ever known is dead and you did nothing about it. And Yanar is like, Dude, what the fuck did you want us to do? Like, we we saw it live. Like, we couldn't do anything. However, we do have mm-hmm. something we need to show you. And they see... He leads Knuckles to a chamber where he sees the high sheriff, Antoine's roboticized father, strapped to a table, inactive, who says, Listen, I, I know your deal. I know he's uh he's your friend's dad, but, like, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. We have to, like, decommission him. But it's that moment where... He wakes up and immediately attacks and causes the building to rupture in an explosion and further and away in a hotel, 
Antoine's awoken by the blast as Rob alerts him to fight. That's the end of issue 89. I feel like you get some sort of sick pleasure out of saying all these characters' names. I do. I really do. I, I, I think you do. Now, I have a question. Did you read all these comics at the time when you were a kid? Not, not these in particular. This is before okay. my time. This is okay. Well, when did you start reading these these Sonic comics? Uh, oh, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, my earliest memory was in middle school. I think okay. I bought, I got a subscription to a side series called Sonic Universe, and I had those. I had a regular subscription for a couple of years. I think I still have those comics. They're probably right over there. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. got into the comics. I then the subscription ran out because my mother did not want to pay for any more. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, even as a kid, were you like uh, these are trash, and I should probably use these as toilet paper? Like as a kid, did you like did you go like, oh boy, my Sonic comic is here, and then just rip the pages out and use them to line a bird's cage? Uh, no, I I was into it as a kid because look, by the time like I was like you know able to read, uh, they had. They switched writers. The new guy, Ian Flynn, is a genuine Sonic fan and actually understands these fucking characters. So mm-hmm. it was actually much more digestible and enjoyable to fucking read. Okay. Uh, I have a couple more jokes, though, about what you could have done with these comics. Um, okay. Did you ever just, like, uh, put a little sign on your gar- on your garbage can outside your house that said, like, Hey, Mailman, put Sonic comics just directly in here. To save me time. Did you at any point, like, just think about uh, taking these uh, Sonic comics and then using them to, like, clog the toilets of your enemies? But then the joke's on you because your enemies see that there's Sonic comics in the toilet and they're like, I wouldn't even shit on those. And now how are you going to get them? No, unfortunately, I, I, I made a very critical choice in my life, Asterios. It, it was two options. It was... Liking Sonic the Hedgehog and having a girlfriend, and you know my answer. Is there a new Sonic game out that's good? Like, what's happening in Sonic right now? I know Netflix is making a new Sonic series, and Twitter lost their fucking shit. I know the Sonic 2 movie's coming out, and it has Tails as Tails on the 2, which I do like. Is there a video? Is there a good video game out recently or soon? I mean, Sonic Mania is the only good one recently. We're still that waiting. came for, out like five years sti- ago. We're still waiting. God, it came out five years ago. We're still waiting for the news of the newest Sonic game. That's the only thing we're waiting for right now. Do you get the sense that like that's last on their list of what to do with this IP? Yes. They're like movies, cartoons, <laughs> keychains, customizable card game. Uh, he's a video game character. What about a video game? Uh, that's too hard. <laughs> no, that's probably exactly what's going on. Like, oh, yeah. game too hard. Oh, no. How can there be 9,000 good Mario games and four good Sonic games? Because all the people who made the Sonic games jumped ship to Nintendo and made the good Mario games. Well, that would explain it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good, that's a really good explanation for that. Yeah, all the level designers for Sonic Unleashed and Generations uh, went on to work for Nintendo and made Mario Odyssey. All right, I'm going to list, and let's see if we can do this together. Let's list all the good Sonic games, because there's not many. Actually, all right, I'll list all the good Sonic games, and you list all the bad ones. Mm-hmm. All right, Sonic the Hedgehog, good. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, good. Sonic the Hedgehog 3, good. Sonic and Knuckles, good. Sonic Spinball, okay. 
Sonic, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Excellent. Pretty good. Excellent. Pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just Dr. Mario, but isn't Dr. Mario just some other Japanese game? Yeah, yeah. But that's the point. They had to get, they had to release it into America somehow. Yeah, I think that, like, the genre of, like, uh, a two-colored unit falling and you flipping and making lines, like, I think that there's, like, a name in Japan for that type Poyo, of Poyo. game. Yeah, wait, what is it again? Poyo Poyo. Poyo, exactly. Poyo Poyo. Sonic, the one where it's his anniversary and he teams up with his clone from the past. Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations Excellent. is great. Sonic Mania. Excellent. Fantastic. I, Beautiful. Now, literally, I think that's it. Did I miss any good games? Uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Excellent. What are those? They were the basically the jump to 3D. Think Sonic's Mario 64. Okay. I tried playing some of the 3D games, and I just found the controls difficult. What did Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 get right that a lot of the other ones got wrong? Or do, or, or do you disagree that the 3D is, is difficult uh, to use? I, no, I think the 3D is fine. I mean, the homing attack to, like, to compensate for the fact that it's a 3D space is an excellent design move. They did keep most of Sonic's classic moves, like the spin dash. Like, it was a good translation from the 2D to 3D. It's a good transition point. The story, I think, is fantastic as well. They were, they did move tonally in like a darker direction, but it was appropriate in my opinion. And actually, a lot of people don't know this. The story to Sonic Adventure is actually the natural conclusion to the story that was presented in Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles. Wait, wait how does it... Tell me how the saga ends real quick. Basically, what happens is that the classic games are like introducing the Chaos Emeralds and sort of the lore behind them. And then eventually they find out about the Master Emerald and the Echidna Society. And then in Sonic Adventure, they kind of put all those pieces together and show the Echidna Society that Knuckles was originally like descended from and shows how he's like the last Echidna and how he is the guardian of the Master Emerald and why his clan is all wiped out. Is it because of Dr. Robotnik? No. Is it because of hubris? Yes. It's, it's always one or the other. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. You know what? Thank you for telling me that Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 are cool. I had no idea. You can get them on Steam for like a dollar I bet I already own them. <laughs> like, like, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's get... All right, but uh, let's, let's turn away from good things back to the comics. Right. Sonic number 90. So, Sonic, sort of acorns in hand. Yes, and it's a real... It's the real Sonic. Like, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay. He knows he's being watched, so he shouts to the bushes, waving the sword around. Turns out it was Mina that was following him this whole time, and demands to go with Sonic... And wants to fight Eggman over the roboticization of her family. To which Sonic is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, go back to, go back to Knothole. But then, uh, Combots, evolved Swapbots, if you will, assault them, forcing the both of them to fight. And Eggman seeing all of this over his spy network, he still wants the sword, but suspects that Chuck may have his free will restored. And then in Knothole, the royal family, they're back together, they're enjoying each other's company. And then Alicia gets up to walk with her family, and says, hey, Max, like, come on, get up. Let's let's take a walk with our kids. He gets up and realizes, Alicia, I, I can't feel my legs. And Quack notes that uh, when I said this was all we could do in surgery, that's what I meant. And back in the Great Forest, 
Sonic and Mina are still fighting the Camobots. One of them grabs Mina. The other grabs the sword. And Sonic is split between the both ways. He ends up saving Mina. But the Camobot uh, camos itself knocks Sonic out cold, leaving Mina to carry him. They're being trailed by these combots, and Mina is willing herself to run, and notices that her legs are moving faster and faster progressively, to the point where she's running at a speed comparable to Sonic. That's impossible! No one's as fast as Sonic the Hedgehog! His name means speed! This won't be addressed. Back in the med bay. <laughs> okay. Dr. Quack escorts Jeffrey to the king, and he's appointing Elias as the acting head of state due to his injury. Needs time to recover and all. And that's when Jeffrey walks in and alerts the king that the Sword of Acorns has been stolen, your majesty. Now we see Eggman. He's real giddy that the sword is back in his possession. And as satellites alert him to some falling objects from space that are going to fall right on top of Robotropolis... He panics, orders the combats back to base, away from Sonic, who wakes up to Mina, and she takes the blame on losing the sword. And Sonic, real cool in his voice, just said, well, then let's go get it back. Eggman goes out to the observation deck to see these meteors falling. As Sonic and Mina prepare to rush in, past the combats, they push the one that was holding the sword. But the energy shield around Robotropolis activates leading the sword out of Sonic's grasp and in Eggman's. And at that moment, that's when Eggman reveals, listen, the, the shield's not to keep you out, it's to keep me in. And that's when they notice the meteors following overhead. It's the end of that story. Sonic stole the sword as like a, uh, as a way to like smoke out Eggman. Like that's why he was waving around and stuff. He wanted to restore his uncle's and his dog's free will. Why didn't, why didn't he just ask? He's a teenager. Like, he's a teenager. That's why. But he, but he has a basic idea of right. He knows that it's polite to ask to borrow a family's priceless magic sword. That's a real knuckles move to just yoink someone's sword. I it just feel... Am I wrong to say that feels a little bit out of character for Sanic? Mm, sure. No, tell me. You're the expert. I mean, tell me, maybe like in this era where Sonic still has like that, like quasi bad boy, no one can tell me what to do attitude. This isn't out of character, but okay. more so like it's a bizarre choice. It could, I could see it happening, but it's like, I did, I don't think Sonic would do this, but I, I'm not going to like argue. I'm not going to argue, at least the at this point in time. I just feel like the only way Sonic would steal a sword would be if it were to save like a planet. I thought it would be something like that, where it's like, if I don't get this sword, millions of people are going to... like, And I don't have time to, like, ask permission? Yeah. Exactly. It's like stealing this sword to, to like, restore two people who, who you, like, have a personal connection to. And it's like there's no ticking clock on. It's not like they're going to get any more brainwashed. All right. Let's keep going. The Knuckles story of this issue... Mm -hmm. Galana, Yanar, and a search team are expecting the blast site. Sheriff's knocked out cold, but Knuckles is nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Antoine, Amy, and Bunny are trying to go downstairs, but Rob calls them to jump out the window. Rob notices a fire truck and steals a fireman garb to just like saying, this is our way to get into the blast zone. Come on, let's go. Upon going into the site, they, along with Galana, find Knuckles with his body glowing like emerald green 
Galena is shocked, saying, Knuckles, you look exactly like Dimitri when he first used the Chaos Siphon and became Enerjack. What the hell is this? Knuckles says, listen, I don't know what's going on. I feel like my body is like burning up. What's going on? How is this happening to me? I didn't do what Dimitri did. What What's going on here? And Antoine just is like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's genetic, which, you know, he's not. He's really not too far off. I'm just saying, just saying. Galana says, Knuckles, with the amount of power you're radiating here, like you are a living chaos emerald. You keep pausing like you expect me to say something, and I gotta tell you, I just don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know I what? I don't good. know what Galena is. Good. I don't, it, I'm just, I don't know who any of these stupid characters are. In all honesty, like, the pauses are more for me, because I'm really, like, digesting what I'm saying, and I go, oh, wow, I really do sound insane. Is this how normal people think of me? There's only so many times I can tell you that you sound like a fucking moron. Like, I can't just keep doing it. I would get bored. No, actually, I wouldn't get bored of it. But all right, keep going. So uh, Antoine sees his roboticized father and calls out to him. Appeal to emotions, to which the sheriff swats him away. Knuckles' response is to shoot a chaos blast. Galena says, hold, hold, stop it. Restrain the sheriff. But Antoine like pleads like, hey, let me reason with him. Let me reason with him, please. Galena just says, no, we're not gonna, we're not going to try that. There's too much at stake here. He's a threat. If he were to get into the mainland, that's going to be real damage. And then Knuckles asks Antoine, hey, do you have a plan? And he says, yeah, actually, I do. When they stopped in the northern tundra to refuel, they met Rotor, who gave them this electronic neutralizer and stopped the circuitry of Arobian. And they he wants to use it. Galena still warns against it. They can't guarantee the safety of the outside world. Let the security team do their job. And in a rage, Knuckles maxed out his power. Fade to white. Everyone came to separately. Rob and Amy wake up in the Sherwood Forest, disoriented. Antoine and Bunny have uh, Antoine's father's body. They're going back to Knothole. And in Albion, the Echidnas lost track of Knuckles after he caused this explosion. Galena is concerned with Knuckles being able to tap into Dimitri's power like that. That's where number 90 ends. Now... A lot of stupid things happen here, Asterios. Of... And it's not just the things that are stupid. It's the words that are used are also stupid. Galena, Enerjack, Robians, and Mobians. There's, are those both real words in this made-up nonsense language? Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. The Sword of Acorns, Sally Acorn, mm -hmm. Sally Mick Acorn, Evil Robotnik from an alternate future who came back to fuck with Sonic because he's bored, but then he just puts himself in a body that looks like the Robotnik we know, and he, we all just call him Eggman. Uh, grandpa's in a coma. Uh, the Queen's in a coma. Someone's legs don't work. Uh, there's a guy named Uncle Chuck who can fix everything, and I've, there's no one named Chuck that has ever been able to fix anything. That's not what Chucks do. They chuck. This is all just, this is bad and getting worse. Can I go yet? We have two more comics. <gasps> so Sonic number 91. We follow Rotor, who's at Robotropolis. He's seeing Meteor's Pelt thing and goes in to look for Sonic. He finds Mina, but Sonic burrows up to his spot. Where's Robin Hood at this time? He's in the, he's in the forest. He's getting his bearings. Okay, so it's, but is he going to eventually help? Yeah. Okay. 
this seems like the a perfect job for Robin Hood. <laughs> like, well, shit is going down. You need Robin Hood there. All right, keep going. Sorry. So uh, Eggman, he has a sort of acorns. He points at Chuck and Mutsky to see if it can restore this free will. But before he gets the chance to use it, he uh, kind of has like a childish fit because his robots were destroyed because of a meteor. And he's like ready to strike Mutsky and Chuck over it, like pointing at his, at Chuck's neck and... But, like, at the last minute, just throws a sword on the ground. It's like, I don't fucking want to do this. This isn't satisfying unless Sonic's here to see it. I don't fucking care. And back in Knothole, the Freedom Fighters are informed. The sword is gone. And Sally takes this information back to see her father as Nate barges in to check if he's okay. Quack's fine. Just let... Take Sally and Alicia outside. Let Max rest. Then outside Robotropolis, Rotor takes Mina back to Knothole. Sonic rushes into the city to get the sword back. And then at the moment, this other villain named Arachnus, it's a long story, it doesn't even b worth mentioning. She drops from the ceiling, she steals a sword. A lot of people stealing this sword. Yeah, this is a very high-priced item. This is a hot potato of a sword. What the fuck does Arachnus want with this goddamn sword? Uh, she's working for somebody else. But not Robotnik? Not Robotnik. So that's where Chuck steps out of line and says, Yeah, listen, it was best not to engage with that Arachnus, despite the situation. And he sees Sonic mod on the monitoring system as he hears Eggman come back in and just like, Yo, Mutsky, get back in line. Eggman sees the sword has gone missing, but he doesn't really care since it doesn't seem like it worked and has something else on his cards. Then back in Knothole, Rotor and Myrna are back. Sally and Alicia are worrying about Elias. They're wondering how he's handling the missing sword thing. Sally says, listen, Elias was born for this, but I was raised for this. Not necessarily bred is her exact definition. I kind of hope she's saying that she's like, it was like a being raised for and not necessarily some kind of weird elitist thing, but whatever, who cares? Arachnus is in the sewers of Robotropolis. She knocks on this door and gives the sword to Kodos, the king's former war minister. Is like, yes, thank you. And now we forget about that because now above ground we see Sonic again. Eggman's talking to him over the intercom saying, Hey, enjoy opponents more your speed. As a trove of Robians walk out, Uncle Chuck the one leading them. Sonic is like, yeah, I don't have the heart for this. And just runs away. Chuck says, well... Sorry, I can't go with you, Sonic, but I gotta keep an eye on Eggman. I'll find some way to reach out to you. Outside Robotropolis, Sonic sees the meteor crash site, and there are two ships in front of him. And off-screen, they come out, and Sonic can't believe who they are. That's the end of that story. Is it gonna be Sonic and Tails from the dimension that <laughs> evil Robotnik is from? Nope. What happened to those uh, that Sonic and Tails? Did Robotnik kill them? Yeah, he nuked them. It's a global-wide <laughs> nuke. And Robotnik is like, yeah, this was cool, but like, I'm bored now. I'm going to go to another dimension and start over from scratch. That's a pretty cool Robotnik, I got to say. Just just eradicating eradicating Sonic the Hedgehog from the multiverse. Like, that's a fun time. Okay. And then very quickly, the Knuckles story. Basically, Galana hires bounty hunters, Knack the Weasel, and his sister, Nick the Weasel. And says, uh, yeah, I'm gonna hire you guys. Go, uh, bring Knuckles. Bring him back dead or alive. And they leave, and Yanar asks Galana, like, do you really think that, like, is it really a good idea to do the whole dead or alive thing? And she says, oh, no, like, I have no faith that they'll be even be able to touch Knuckles. I just want to follow them as they track him down. And then once they do find Knuckles, 
will take over and will do the dirty work. That's the gist. And now we'll finish this off with the last comic of tonight, Sonic Super Special number 15, Nogus Games. Now listen, there's a special reason why I chose to end off on this comic in particular, because this comic killed the Super Special. And I'm going to tell you exactly why, because those who did the art, they are credited as many hands, Asterios. What can you think of someone who's been credited as many hands? Well, first, a chronic masturbator. But I guess second is uh, someone who is so ashamed to be associated with this comic that they're just like, I don't even want you to put my name on it, please. My name associated with this will with this will ruin my future career. Am I right? Probably because we have no idea who Many Hands is. It most likely, it's just like a collaborative group of artists at Archie that just did the art together and produced shitty results. Are you sure it's not a guy named Many Hands? Nope. It's explicitly said Many Hands with only one N. Okay. All right. Do you think a guy named Manny Hands is a chronic masturbator? Because I do. Yes, definitely. Sonic goes back to the Southern Chundra to pay his respects for Eddie, who's Nate's friend who sacrificed himself to let Nate, Sonic, and Tails escape from them defeating Nagus. Who the fuck is Nagus? The wizard. You keep saying Nagus like I'm supposed to know who Nagus is. He's the... I told you at the pre-show. No, He's the wizard. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You told me some guy named, like, Tick Nick Nork was the Ixis wizard. Ixis Nagus. Oh, Nagus for short? Yes. Call him by his full name. Ixis Nagus. Okie dokie. Nagus. Okie dokie. Ixis Nagus. So. Please continue. Sonic leaves a rose on where the approximate area where Eddie was buried, but the ground below caves in and Sonic is left to fend for himself in the dark. Now, this is the problem. The art here is literally unfinished. I have... I have screenshots to prove it, Asterios. Please direct your attention to the Discord chat. Oh, they do this. <laughs> uh, to, to our listeners, they do the thing where <laughs> it's like the lights went out. You can only see the eyeballs. Yep. He's left <laughs> a fence for himself. They do that for like two full pages. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I have seen lazy ass art in this comic. I've There have been... Twice now, occasions where they basically redraw, or not even redraw, they copy the same panel multiple times over and just change the dialogue. This is lazier than that. Yeah. Because at least there's fucking art there. Yeah, this is like someone's kid did this. They were it's just like, ah, we need, like, like, hey, Teddy, could you save Daddy's job? <laughs> like, real quick, could you just draw those eyeballs that you draw in your notebook? Okay. And you know what? Honestly, I'm sorry. I actually have a much worse theory. These are these could also just be eyeballs taken from finished art in previous or future comics. Ooh, ooh. Nice accusation. That's a if there's one thing I'm good at, it's accusing <laughs> it's making wild <laughs> accusations without evidence. Um Okay, please please continue. Please, so in this darkness, Sonic finds his way, finds like this little speck of light and just burrows through it and finds the treasure trove of power rings. And that's where he remembered, oh yeah, 
I use these to transform into Ultrasonic to fight Ixis Nagus off. That's also at that moment he ends up accidentally wishing for Nagus, Ixis Nagus, to return. And yeah. Uh, how, wait, wait uh, how do you accidentally wish? The dialogue isn't clear. Can you read me the stupid dialogue? You clearly have these goddamn... You clearly jerk into these comics every night. I know it's there. I can use them to get out of this hog hole. All I need to do is use a couple of these to wish. Got pretty gnarly when Tails and I passed out and it was up to Nate to toss Nagus back into the forbidden zone. Nagus? Then he's back. Wait, just saying Nagus gets... No, here's, here's how this should be. Like, oh boy... Tell you what I don't wish for. Wish it wish for Nagus to be back. That's what I don't wish for. I wish for myself to be safe. Well the worst wish I could make would be to say I wish Nagus was back, which I'm not saying. Oh no! Like th- That would have been a lot like making more sense. Yes. If someone wishes for a million bucks and a million moose come in. I'm like, I get it. I Funny. get it. Funny. I get it. Look, I'm I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying I get it. I'm just saying it makes sense to a reader. With Ixus Nagus now back, Nagus is like, all right, buddy. Now, now I can finish you off. He attacks with his magic. He, he casts a fireball, but then mm-hmm. also casts a snowstorm. Now... Wait, 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 don't those two pieces of magic directly conflict? One tiny fireball, massive snowstorm. Okay. And okay. now here's the the second crime of this comic making. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh-huh. show you for yourself. No, I, I want to see this so bad. You have no idea. Oh, this is hysterically. Well, I, you know what? I'll let you explain these. You're looking at, dear listener, what is this? Four pages of just a snowstorm. Literally just a pattern of snowflakes on the page. With dialogue bubbles going back and forth. And actually, Asterios, I want you to pay close attention to this. It is the exact same pattern repeated four times over. The only difference is that the like panels are cut different ways to make it look like it's different. I really don't want to pay attention to this. All right. Yeah, these are... I mean, you gotta... You can't just move some of these snowflakes around a little bit. Are you this fucking lazy? Like they're like the two snowflakes that are next to each other are the same two snowflakes next to each other in all these goddamn Wow, this is really interesting. And so and so you say this is the comic that killed this series, you say? Yep, that killed the super special. <laughs> you know, you call something a super special, that creates a level of expectation. Mm-hmm. If they had just called this, like, so- more Sonic trash, kids. More Sonic trash? It's like, yep, I know exactly what I'm buying now. I know what I'm spending my probably not hard-earned $5 with. But that's all the money you have if you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is kind this really, this absolutely burns my biscuits that, like, some kid, you. it's like I could have bought a, I could have bought a Spider-Man comic and I bought this. That's terrible. At this moment, Sonic finds a ring, and that's where he wishes uh, Ixis Nagus back into the Zone of Silence. And that's where Sonic just walks away, believing he paid his respects to Eddie properly. That's where that story ends. Eddie's not dead. 
what are you worried about spoiling a 20 year old comic that's terrible? no he really is dead like no oh, really? he was oh, no, buried no, alive he is no, dead mean, you can, no you can tell me i mean i in fact i want to know um <laughs> oh poor eddie i feel i feel terrible for eddie why didn't you just lie to me and tell me Eddie was alive? Oh, did I say he no. was dead? I mean, he is a uh, he he is in Mobian uh at the Mobian farm. He's at the Mobian farm frolicking with all of Sonic's other friends. Yes. Okay. Look, so look, Sonic Speed. By the way, is that what you call yourself on this podcast? What do you yeah. call yourself on this? Sonic show? Speed, okay. Alberto, whatever's fine. I don't care. Okay. All right. Alberto, I like you. I hate these comics. I hate them. I hate everything about them. I hate Ken Penders. I hate eyeballs and snowflakes and Enerjack and the Sword of Acorns and alternate Robotnik. I hate everything. Everything. Sally McAcorn makes me want to Sally McKill myself. I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a f that's fair. Like in all honesty, like these comics are hot garbage, but I love hot garbage. Have you considered doing a podcast about something good? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, listeners, it's bedtime for boomers. I gotta go. I gotta go. Put a gun in my mouth. Um, technically, we have one story left. It's a it's a parody of Sin City. It's all in black and white. But like, who cares? Sonic and Bunny just like raid a bar, and like that's it. That, that's wait, literally get, it. It's a wait, sentence. Did get, wait, did they get trashed? Did they get hammered? No. It's do, like a do milk they do bar. What, do they do what Marv does and take a bunch of painkillers? <laughs> no. Do, do we get to see Eva Green's boob? boob oh, wait, what are the boobas? No. <laughs> One last thing. Uh, the Nogus mm -hmm. Games, that was the first story with all the shitty art. That was so bad, it was actually remade as a future uh, free comic book day. So bad, they had to give it away for free. And retconned this one. Can I see that? No. Is it because I called your Sonic comic shitty? No, I don't have it on hand. Like, this is it. This is the last no. comic I got for you, Asteriosa. No, no, no. I'm okay. glad to see that I managed to, to, to kill your will to live. The world is a poor place for these comics. <laughs> yeah. The world is a poor place. Think of all the death warrants for innocent political prisoners you could have had signed but instead they got turned into the fucking knuckles running around dealing with his shitty science dad and sonic visiting his parents and then not doing much all right well listeners if you want to hear a good podcast no that's actually hold on cut that out, that's too much well listeners if you want to hear a podcast that covers topics that uh won't make you want to gouge your eyes out. Oh, you can listen to my podcast, The Loudest Podcast. It's the loudest podcast on the internet. It's me and my very loud co-host loudly complaining about everything. And you can find it on iTunes and on YouTube and on Google Play and on Spotify. You just search for The Loudest Podcast and you can hear me, Asterios Coconos, and you won't have to learn who Sally Acorn is. You get to learn other amazing topics like uh, Nathan Masary. Who doesn't love that guy? I, I sure love him. I love Nathan so much. I love cutie. <laughs> and thanks for listening to the Archie Sonic Digest. Of course, the usual stuff. 
Subscribe, like the, the video, hit the bell. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe there. Patreon.com slash SonicSpeed. Listen to the pre-shows. We got a lot of bonus content there. Hey, bang for your buck. Bang for your buck. And we'll see you next time where we cover the big, another big issue. The issue 100. You're not going to want to miss it.